grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. St. John, in our second lesson this morning, the book of Revelation, makes it very clear that Jesus Christ is going to return. But if you notice, he makes an emphasis that it will be soon. Time is relative, isn't it, in our lives? Now, John takes also the misconceptions of when Jesus returns, how he'll look, in a sense. Um, he, he takes the misconception out of the picture regarding this will not be the meek and mild Jesus. This will not be a Jesus who could ever be apprehended by humanity again. This will be Jesus in his full glory and strength. His face will shine like the sun. Now, he presents uh, us of himself in our text, Christ does, in some interesting attributes, and I want to share a little of them, but ultimately ask the question, how will we face him? It says in our text this morning that he is the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Now, just in that line itself, in that phrase alone, that is not comprehensible for us. He is the alpha and the omega. He's the first letter of the Greek alphabet and the last letter of the Greek alphabet. And he's every letter in between that can make up every word of Holy Scripture. And this is so important for us to remember that Jesus Christ is not just here in Scripture and maybe over here in the Gospels, but Christ is the content of Scripture. And this really is one of the differences in the interpretation that we present in Holy Scripture compared to other denominations. Christ is from the very first page to the very last page, whether directly or indirectly. And that's what it means when Jesus says these words. Search the scriptures, for they testify about me. What does this mean? You know, last week I had said something to you that I, I, I didn't question myself about what I said, but I kind of thought maybe you would kind of react differently. I, I said, we don't understand our world. We don't understand even our country. We can't grasp the reality. We are simply regurgitating the sources in which we hear. We don't know even what goes on in our lives. But I'll say that again today. For nothing ultimately makes sense without Jesus Christ. It fades, everything fades into nothingness. The philosophers, the scientists, everything without the context of Christ does not make sense to us. Listen to what Paul says in the book of Ephesians. According to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. So I am the Alpha and the Omega. He also said this in our text today, I am the root 
of the descendant of David and the descendant of David. He's just a reminder that Christ definitely connects with each one of us. He came from a human family. Yes, he came from God himself. He was God. But he's a God who's not distant from us. Our Heavenly Father was one of us. He was one who became a baby. He became poor so each one of us could be rich in our Heavenly Father. He gave his blood for us so that we could live with him. The next thing he reminds us of who he is is he is the bright morning star. You know, this is a, a familiar theme throughout the scriptures, uh, referring the star of Christ uh, is, of course, Christ, but it's the bright morning star. You see, what it refers to is Jesus is the initiator of some great change that is coming, and that is referring to his return. And he is returning. Mark my word, but more so mark God's word. You know, uh, I don't have a lot of fond, a lot of fond. I have very few memories of my father. But one thing I remember very distinctly is that when I was a kid, 10 years old, he gave me a reflecting telescope. And we lived in Riverside at that time. And we would go out at the night. And if you know Riverside, it's just caked with smog. And you really can't see much. So my father read that the planet Saturn was rising from the west on the specific day at this specific time. So he took me to Sequoia National Forest. And we camped. And when we camped, we just camped on cots, no tents. And so we waited, and we waited, and we waited for Saturn to rise. But nothing. So finally, my dad had to say, John, let's go to bed. So as we went to bed, both of us were facing the west. And right before we went to sleep, suddenly my father says, John, Saturn's rising. So we got up and we looked and it was magnificent. Christ will be rising. Christ will return. And it is our father's promise to us, the last fulfilled promise that we have. And it will be so grand and it will be so glorious for those who believe, it will bring such utter comfort for us. For at that moment when Christ returns and that bright morning star is here, it ushers in eternity for each one of us. The bright morning star is returning. But there's another part that we've got to talk about. There's a sad part. For as we will find great comfort in the return of Jesus Christ, there will be utter abandonment for those who have no faith in Christ. It is a sign of total abandonment and a sign of total lack of hope. Rather than what the righteous one will bring to us. So, question. How shall we face Jesus Christ when he returns? John puts it this way. There are two ways. We can face Christ in his return as people who are robed or unrobed. 
in the righteousness of Jesus. As I just mentioned uh, or moments ago about the lack of hope and the total abandonment for those who fail to believe, those are the ones in un unwashed robes. They will face Jesus Christ on their own righteousness. I pray that you're not blinded to what goes on in our society, in our world, in the sense to see this. There are actually people out there who believe by their own standards they will be found acceptable before God. You've seen it and I've seen it. They make standards that they believe are, are godly. It has no reference at all yet to scripture. We see it every day in the newspapers. The issue regarding abortion. The issue of acting out one's homosexual, homosexuality. We see it every day. But what we have to remember and what I need you to hold on to is the fact that anything that is less than perfect righteousness is an abomination to God. Hmm, how are you doing at that? How are we doing on that issue of being perfect in righteousness? St. John tells us that those who stand in washed robes are those who will stand before the great throne of our Lord, the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Washed, they washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Closing, our dependence, my friends, upon Jesus Christ this morning and each and every day of our lives is crucial. You see, our Lord gives us his righteousness. For some Christians, the second coming of Christ may seem fearful to them. For they believe that when they stand before God, they will not meet up to his standards. And they're right. And I don't meet up to, to, to God's standards. But he gave us his son, Jesus Christ, who was the perfect righteousness of God sent to all humanity to forgive us our sins. Isn't it a beautiful, that gospel lesson, John 17, the high priestly prayer, when, when our Lord is speaking to his Father in heaven and he says these words, I made known to them, Father, your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. Amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.